Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepypasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah. And Wednesday. And today, we are following up on last episode, finishing up our discussion of Ben Drowned, with the sort of back half of the content covering the last two arcs called Moon Children and Awakening, respectively. This is considered the ARG portion of the story. We're going to have some some words to say, I think, about, <laughs> yes. about this as a whole. <laughs> so, uh, beginning right where we left off, actually on, I think, the last day, like, appearing on, linked through the Deducible channel, a website appears, and users from the X board and YouTube find it that is dedicated to the cult members of a group called the Moon Children. Uh, They're thematically, but not literally, linked to Majora's Mask. This group is very quickly discovered to be a suicide cult who believe that they can commune with the moon, and that they need to kill themselves and other people to ascend. Through accessing game mechanics from Majora's Mask, particularly Ocarina Songs, Players in this ARG portion of the story discover that they can guide the members of the Moon Children to safety, as one of their mods, Ifrit, is murdered, and another mod, Neko, is brought back to life by time travel after his ascension. The players lose several other characters, including Rosa, Ifrit's sister, and Alex, before the ARG was temporarily shut down for financial reasons. Uh, When it returns, the player is asleep and must be woken up through an event known as the Glitch. The player base solves a series of ciphers leading to a message from Ifrit, also known as Matt, who has been alive the whole time and in hiding. He directs the attention of the players to someone called Ryukaki, uh, which is a segment of the story which may not be canon. Um, This is sort of an external drama that uh, I I don't know if we want to get into it after (laughs) after everything. I think it would be cool to revisit the stuff that's like, not 100% canon because there's also side stories that I didn't include in my part because there's a lot going on to start with. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on sort of external to what's considered the main story that like I, I didn't get into that because like I wanted to stick with the main content. I dipped in a little bit here and there because I fully believe even he, though he says that even though the fandom at large believes some of this stuff is not canon and he says that some of it isn't He's operating as though it is in some parts. Hmm. I mean, maybe that's... <laughs> maybe that's that's why some of the stuff later on goes a little over my head. So the, the sort of... The Ryukaki sub-arc ends up kind of leading into what's called the Hubris arc, uh, which begins properly in 2011, and it's kind of more of the same, with very little forward momentum. The site changes locations, the original you-shouldn't-have-done-that site is retired very suddenly, and Alex Hall, the creator, puts the project on hiatus for nine years. In 2020, what's called the Awakening Arc begins, and I struggle to describe the Awakening Arc. I, <laughs> I, I went and I asked Wednesday. I said, I, I don't, this is... Uh, this is too much for me. I don't... This is too much content, and it is all stupid. I... Please take and this I from me. I take it. Take your, your burdens it's... Upon, upon me. <laughs> yeah, so... so 
my basic understanding of it is that there was some kind of apocalypse scenario. I, I, I got a thing written up. I can, like, hit it. Okay. Like, let me know if you're like, hey, this is long, but, like, it's, mm. like, nine gajillion hours of content. So... <laughs> It's so, so like, much. It's so much. And it's so much to process. Yeah, so, like, strapping, I think I've s- boiled it down to a, a jam, a paste. <laughs> okay, Awakening Arc. We follow a narrator named Jadis through a cybernetic post-apocalyptic world. A world with inhabitants have been made aware that they are living in an artificial reality. Not knowing who was once real and who had been made to maintain reality, humanity falls victim to existential despair. This is dubbed Hero's Virus. Being infected with the virus attracts the attention of non-human entities, and much of society has now been shaped around avoiding these entities and other humans with the ability to manipulate the coded world in which they live, further exasperating the pandemic, heralding his timeline's awakening. Throughout the first cycle of this arc, we, the audience, the players, are asked to remember a time before the game to the year 2012 and to wake up. We are informed the actions of the previous arc have damaged time itself, and our actions have created glitches in all realities, and is causing a collapse of all of them on top of one another, forming a single timeline, which is sprinting to an inevitable and avoidable final apocalypse. We are asked to consider our roles in the game, the serendipity of our lives, and the center of our foreheads. The entity known as Ben fights for control of the Counts, showing that he can maintain a physical form outside of the game, and share videos of Juicible's worldly death, as Juicible, or whoever is playing on his account, ignores the begging of the game's citizens and awakens an entity from deep within the game. Across multitude of videos, we see glimpses into alternate realities, most notably which is gameplay that has the feeling of camaraderie instead of outright hostility. As time merges and breaks, the Moon Children attempt to communicate within this matrix. Though we meet a cast of characters, a minor character on whole presents us with a codex. One, that people of this world have multiple names, and these names are used throughout the series. Two, this character Tyler exists as the friend who went with Juicible to the old man's house. He's also the child in the murder-suicide news clippings. He's also a man able to communicate within the machine of Judas's timeline. Three, saying your full name at any point can affect the reality in which you exist in, no matter where you are. Four, that he correctly assumes that each reality created a god in order to sustain itself. Here, he incorrectly assumes it is himself, after killing himself has no effect on the world. But this draws the connection from suicide to the third eye, the light through the center of the forehead, which is needed for the awakening. A collective consciousness wakes up in a facsimile of an indie horror game. A narrator named Abel gives a lengthy exposition about the space being a digital containment unit from humanity, while a gas-masked jailkeeper patrols the halls. We see a website used to direct the course of this character, just like the previous website the Moon Children hosted. This player, too, who dies and is replaced with another. A message is hidden within for Abel, who is being told that he is given another chance if only he comes to play. The next player, player 3, wakes with a clean room in, a t- in a Nintendo 64 and a copy of Majora's Mask. She names her file Sarah. Abel continues to play good host while Sarah unwinds. The game starts as normal until it comments that Sarah is a nice name. In her gameplay, she finds the happy mask salesman lying down, a gray face looming just too large and too high to be in frame. She runs, falling off the map into the zone below. Here, Ben greets her, says what we know about him is false, and asks her to play a song for him at the grave marked with Link and Skull Kid. She correctly plays the song of healing, and the game turns itself off. Abel encourages Sarah to keep engaging with the AI. 
Ben takes her again to an out-of-game place. He tells her the father is using him as a vessel and asks her to go back in time to save their souls and end their suffering. She plays the song at the gravestone again, this time the song of time, and returns back to day one with 72 hours remaining. Abel explains to Sarah that Ben, Behavioral Event Network, is an artificial intelligence named as the first person to ever fully be reconstructed into the digital world and meant to only be a basic AI but something has awoken a full sentience in it. That happened in the events of 2010. Abel tells Sarah not to go anywhere and that he'd be right back to take the cartridge. Sarah continues to play, however, and meets Ifrift, who explains more about Ben, the digital purgatory they are in, and explains that she has returned before the fourth day glitch was ever performed and asked her to replicate it, that she may be able to defeat a version of the father from this decade with the aid of souls from the future. Sarah travels to various locations of the game, directed by players outside, receiving items, a shield holding all their swords, a pendant holding all their memories, and a lens of truth. We see that not every moon child wants what she is doing to be done and fights against her. Through this, she gains immortality and invincibility in an act of malicious intent. She will be trapped here forever within the code and unable to die. We are informed that with the happy mass salesman's death, in hard time, this world should have already faded into nothing, but it was not, instead it is progressively becoming more destable as the clock ticks down. It is revealed that Jusable has acquired all the masks, that he is loyal to the father, and he kills Sarah. We are finally properly introduced to the company responsible for the digitization of humans across timelines, and Sarah is revived through the Eternity Project's archival method. After activating the fourth day glitch, Sarah meets Ifrif, by the fallen body of the happy mass salesman in an otherwise empty world. He thanks her for her efforts, father will be here soon, and that they will remake the world together before he sets the happy mass salesman's body on fire. Jusable, in a moment of clarity, offers his soul and memory to her. Ifrif, otherwise known as Hebrus, otherwise known as Matt, is digitally asundered as a real father approaches. Sarah offers father the memories of those who reside in the now-gathered singular world, he is touched by this gesture and by their suffering. He states that he's the last remaining god of the worlds, a program meant to support the alpha timeline and remove irregularities. Seeing no difference between users who have experienced trauma and interface glitches, he plans to reboot them all in a full system reset. He says to them that he does not know what will happen to them after this, and announces his time before closing his eyes and accepting disillusion. Immersion breaking credits play. <laughs> It's, oh, I, when I watched the end.wmv, uh -huh. which is the final video where we meet the, the character of the father for the first time, sort of officially, I, I literally, I went and messaged, um, <laughs> yeah, you uh, did. I, I said, now hang on a second, uh, because, <laughs> you did. okay, like we were talking in the last episode about sort of the, the, uh -huh. the, the Christian implications, but it gets like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, the, the father is literally a, a cosmic God? being. Yeah. It is overt in this way that's, like, uncomfortable to deal with at certain points. Like, and, like, Sarah literally has, like, a, like a, a Jesus sacrifice moment. And also, like, yeah. the happy mask salesman, after he is dead, he is crucified? And <laughs> yeah, yes. you were sitting back watching, what if the Christian New Testament stuff all took place in a 
cyberpunk environment, Jonah? Have you considered it's not, this? Okay, like it's it's not even a cyberpunk environment. It's like it's it's COVID, but like it's like it's like if if COVID affected like like if COVID killed you because you were posting for cloud on social media, like that's the symptom of COVID. <laughs> if, if, if COVID canceled you. Wednesday, if 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 COVID canceled you, then Twitter conservatives would be the the single most like active demographic in trying to in trying to stop COVID. Like we like it, it would be all mask mandates all the time. Oh my god. Does he thread does he thread masks through the pandemic in this like, way? The, like when I started reading, it was really uncomfortable to when read. When I started reading the 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 Jadis texts, like like the text videos, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is this is yeah, COVID. Like, oh, okay. Yeesh. There's a part that I wanted to go over in the introduction that I thought was really cool and important, but then, like, there's so much going on that's, <laughs> that, like, I had to like stand taller to get over the that chunk. But like referring, re- like referring back to like the way these things are tiled, right? The the father, the end one, the intro, and there's like stuff we brought up earlier being like non-canon mm-hmm. and stuff, and like ambiguously canon. There's a really, really elegant. There's a really, really elegant part, I think, of like storytelling in a section that's just, just bad to be in. <laughs> Okay, we get awakening, right? And then in the in awakening, there's a binary code with a date. And on that date, the end launches. That is part two to the awakening. The stuff in between is not. The stuff in between is showing us, like, the crumbling of, like, time and stuff. And, like, stuff. Alex Hall is a really good at hype yeah. manning his stuff. But without, but, like... And this way that's interesting is that he, like, wraps the hype into stories. So these are kind of, like, little trailers for the story we're about to see. And not necessarily plot point plot points before the end. But they re- they, but they're, like, the structure underneath Awakening and End. Like, 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 hands, like, infrastructure that supports this, like, the narration between the two. Ugh. Like, a lot of Awakening is an attempt to try and wrap up all of the story beats that he has created throughout all of the Ben Drowned content because like okay, going back a little bit, if 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 I may, to the Moon Children stuff, go, right? Go ahead. Go wherever you want. Like Moon Children. Oh yeah, we should talk about that too. <laughs> Moon Children has almost nothing to do with Ben Drowned other than the fact that it is a Majora reference. And like he later retroactively makes that stuff matter, but like Yeah, but doesn't I think okay. The the Moonchild stuff is definitely like a thing that he sort of like left as someone else's writing while he tried to like okay I don't wanna like make up a, a, a life for this dude, right? <laughs> like but like first off, it feels very reminiscent of Happy Cube. And that arg ends in a really similar, strange, like too personal for these character ways to Okay. There's this thing that happens in args like this, right? Where the writer will forget like you've opened this up to be a gameplay and the most important person is the player yeah. in this situation. And then like to, in order to wrap it, these like 
larger than life, these mystical figures, these creatures with stats and powers <laughs> become like representations or like literally one for one about an antagonist in a, a character in the story's life. And it's like, that's fine and all, but this didn't need to be an arg then. This could have been an email. <laughs> like, having having player interactivity is cool. Like, the thing about ARGs is that they are inherently cool. I really wish that yeah, I had been able cool. to participate in the original Ben Drowned ARG at the time that it was running. Uh-huh. I was not, like, aware of it oh until God. well after the fact, yeah. which was really disappointing for me, even though, like, I was right on top of Ben Drowned, like, when it right. had been, like, posted, like, the original Haunted Cartridge thing. Like, I... I, I first read that in probably, like, September or October of 2010, when it was really, really fresh. Like, going through this, there's a lot of things I felt, and one of them, like, I think I said last time, was, like, the fact that I missed out on this was a big, like, component to ha- this being difficult to read, because, like, oh, well, this would have been cool to experience, but, like, it Yeah, it's, like, it's, it is, it is hard to care about when you have not been there yeah. yourself. Yeah, like, I can feel that this would have been really hype and really cool and this would have landed crisp after a certain period of time but revisiting it is both difficult because just like even the stuff that's really well archived you have to like dig through anyway to like get what it's saying but it's also like oh this doesn't mean anything yeah it's agonizing like this doesn't mean anything to me and this was i think a poorly done segment of the story because this does not make sense without like the hype train there's also because an arg i've I've been thinking about this for a bit like an arg is most similar to live theater right like you can watch an archived version of a of a stage show but it is yeah it, it is a completely different experience from seeing it in person and the same basic principle Mm -hmm. applies to an arg there is an emergent Mm -hmm. experience that comes with going and participating in something in real time like a piece of theater and ben drown is particularly not future-proof in this way it is he and i think i think this this was the intention that it's not because it's kind of okay i said well I, i was saying earlier to you like a lot of the uh, things that suggest is very dire. Like, it's really like, hey, let's go kill each other. Let's go kill ourselves. <laughs> we need to kill ourselves right like, fucking now. But I also think this is a story about, like, from going to a child to an adult and seeing that process as a small death in itself and accepting adulthood. And it's like, why is the focus around these masks? At some point. Like, there's also a lot more going on than that, but I feel like at the core, it's still a part of the story, and I don't know where I was going with this. Like, the thing is, that so much of the Moon Children stuff could be cool if it was not set dressing for its own ARG. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. it, it comes in- Moon Child stuff rocks in a lot of ways. It comes in with this cult group that is interesting and, like, feels very, like- It's pleasant to read. Internet cults that you see in places. Oh my like, god, yes. What it reminded me of, rereading it, was like the, the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy House. house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It, like, like, having this, I feel like the fact that, like, characters within the ARG kept trying to distance themselves from Majora kind of weakened it a little because, like, there are video game cults. There is the Final Fantasy House. There are places, like, you know, you meet people like this on the internet who were like, we live in the age of, like, 
reality shifting and kin memory stuff, you know? Kin memory discourse has been a, a thing in spaces that I frequent regularly since, like, 2015, you know? Like, at, at least. Like, may, probably earlier. These, these sort of groups that are, are built around worshipping a video game to the extent of, like, and, like, especially when you have, like, toxic uh-huh. elements in groups like this. Yes. And especially oh, at the oh, time period. And, like, and, like, and, like, developing its own lore within it still yeah. works. Because that's what people in kin communities yeah. do. They'd be like, oh, I'm having kin memories. Um, the moon is speaking to me. That fits. Like, I've been yeah, there. <laughs> that is such, like, that's such a thing. And, I love that. And there's kind of nothing yeah. that gets done with it because of the way that the ARG had to be kind of stalled out. I have a I have a thought that's kind of like mixed about that because like I 100% agree. But what makes this thing cool, feel cool to me, is that it feels like a real cult online. Mm-hmm. It feels like real people who are dealing with something that they don't really get what they're doing. Like <laughs> they're like they're like oh I worship Luna oh and then they're like killed <laughs> and stuff. They like kill themselves after like yeah it's 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 a super interesting concept but also like. I don't think Alex Hall wants to deal with the implications of that. Yeah, of, like, suicide, which sucks. Like, Alex Hall does not want to deal with the implications of, like, a group of of teenagers online killing themselves and talking about shooting up schools and stuff. (laughs) You open this, you open this fucking can, (laughs) worm in it. Because, like, that, that whole thread, like, the whole suicide thread never really comes up during the Alex. Alex, I'll do it for you. (laughs) Ben Drown too. I, I I'm I'm so I don't, I'll do it. Uh. Like okay, so we can get through like awakening that Luna is like an a force telling is like is like the light right is like them being like hey you're not real and then being like oh fuck I should kill myself. <laughs> Ascension is then being like cataloged in this like human database of like digital information and that's how those two connect. And I have, like, mixed feelings about, like, the art weaving to go do awakening stuff. And, like, because lots of that stuff really also works for me. But, like, it works for me in, like, two separate categories. Yeah, like, these should not be two stories that are connected. The fact that these two are connected make each other weaker. Weaker, yeah. Like, he should have just done, like, a part two with a different art, but it belongs in the same universe because of, like, universe time travel stuff i think they should be totally separate like i i don't think i don't think the the whole like people's consciousnesses being uploaded into into the video game thing i think that fundamentally makes ben drowned as a like as the haunted cartridge pasta and i think it makes moon children weaker yeah it makes them both weaker i think it's like leftovers from his movie too that didn't take off so I, i i i don't know anything about his I know that he was he was talking about like doing like a like doing his own original game or like doing an original like yeah. movie kind of yeah, thing to tie into Ben Drowned and those sort of never really took off. Okay, I okay, I have I have three points I want to get mm-hmm. to real, before we move on any further. One is Beth and Nick's feelings is like even though I totally agree it should they should be like hell yeah this is our Bible <laughs> Majora's fucking mask. It's like I really enjoy like the brain texture. Oh, someone being like, hey, Majora's Mask, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> or being like, oh, that's that's unoriginal, you need to bring your own original yeah. thing. Yeah, there's something really nice about, like, 
if if all of them were ham and geeked on this, just having one character <laughs> be like, that's junky, because he goes on later to be like, hey, let's recreate a new world with your hot boss yeah, later like, on, yeah, and that like, kind of works for me. Hubris is the character who is like, basically wants to be like the progenitor of a new reality, and but, yeah, which kind of is. <laughs> it's very silly, but I really if, like it. If there were any kind of, if 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 there were anything more built into these characters, if these characters had any kind of depth, and we understood their motivations in any way, like we're supposed, like like the thing is, Hubris is supposed to be our main villain, and we get nothing from him, and we don't really like. He's just like an anime villain. He's just like, yes, I'm he's going to recreate there. the world yeah. in my own image, and it's like we don't really don't understand this guy at all. Like he was a good guy like two minutes ago. Yeah, I said. I said earlier that I really like Isekai stuff, and this hits a lot of those notes. Like, Ben Drowned is the most anime of all arts, and that has all the failings of an Isekai. Ben Drowned is literally about Isekai. <laughs> it's like the failings of all of those <laughs> on top of it. And, and you um, know what else Ben Drowned wants to be other than Isekai? Undertale. Ben Drowned wants to be Undertale so fucking bad. Wants to be Undertale bad. so fucking bad. <laughs> you want to be Undertale so bad, you shit's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like for both of us undertale really hits yeah. like core concepts so like consuming ben drowned like we were doing is like oh you were so close to really hitting so it's really frustrating yeah. because like it almost hits kind of the the core thing that undertale gets right that makes it an effective version of the because like the idea of like a game being self-aware of people within a given yeah. space being aware that they are fictional Th- like th- that's my bread uh-huh. and butter and also having know? like yeah and also yeah like like so much of stuff that we both like is like that it just feels so underdeveloped here yeah like and the idea of like what life has value and who's like original life like does someone does someone's pain matter if it's like created pain if it's not if they're not like yeah, that's that's the other big part of of awakening. Like it is it is about this this like video game setting stuff, but it's also like fundamentally about like solipsism, right? Yeah, he uses that word. Solipsism and egocentrism. But like I feel like it just sort of drops that a little bit. I feel like Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. To another point we were talking about him um doing like games and movies and stuff i think it's really like i I think i said a little bit a little about this earlier but like i think it's interesting like the way you can't tell if that was a a real thing that he like torpedoed or if it or if he was wrapping that all into like a lead up to something else i i do think like like the way he uses stuff that doesn't work in his life (laughs) and just like general like loose ends as though they were like a part of it to start with altogether is a really I think it's interesting a lot of stuff that ends up like cutting him off of the knees is like this business mentality that he has even when he's not like really focused on making money he has this sort of like verbiage this like behavior you only see in people who have like a business structure mindset you know what I mean influencer mentality which is funny that he spends so much time harping about influencers and people trying to get internet clout in the early parts of awakening in the Jadis texts yeah as like like oh that's that's the hero's virus and it's like that's you bud like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I compressed a lot of that together because that like 
the Janice story arc is sort of like him having a personal diary within the game itself. Like, like the, the arg we are consuming in Janice's world like where I don't need to explain to you every like minutia of Ben's world <laughs> or Abel's world for you to get it but like so much time is, step, is set establishing stuff in Janice's world that ultimately does not matter like there's some stuff that I'm actually like genuinely confused about is Jadis oh, like Jadis okay, who makes the text logs that we hear is Jadis jaducible is Abel deducible? Who are these people? I think they are all the same person. What I understand this to be. They they are deducible in these other timelines. Okay. Okay, yeah, because because they, they have the stuff about like, oh, all the timelines are collapsing. Are merging. And it's like, oh, like people have pe- people can't remember their own childhoods. Yeah. Yeah. Deducible might have been like Alex Hall, like, a lit legit chill dude. But at some point, the timelines collapse, right? And, like, he becomes this fused omni-consciousness of all his, like, timeline stuff. And that explains the Majora Mask part, why he has all the masks and is, like, evil and junk. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not, like, evil. Like, his whole thing is that he's, like, he's, he's like, an anti-hero, like, brooding protector oh, person. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm trying to keep Ben safe. Like, Sasuke. I'm... <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing this to, to keep the world and keep Ben safe because I, 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 I don't want you to do the fourth day glitch and make the same mistake that I made. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, very Sasuke. Well, <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, so, that, so this is why he, this is why, like, Echoes in the other timelines, Abel is a guy who works for Eternity, whatever, Enterprise, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I think the Eternity Project? Yeah, Eternity, why he's, like, a guy who works at Eternity Project, or, like, a con- construct that works at, whatever. And why he's, like, this crime new war guy trying to find hackers to stop the virus or whatever the fuck because like the timelines are only like because we get like glimpses of other timelines and like some point he says his name to these people these moon child people and it affects like a retroactive doom thing so like this is what's happening and and sarah is jadis's wife also right like like i'm pretty sure he says her name is sarah so like it, it yeah. Is it like these these three different versions of the two of them encountering each other? That's another thing that I I'm guess, like, I yeah. don't know what the whole deal with Sarah is and what the deal with like Sarah's previous who like the the like the amalgam yeah. player. Yeah. I don't really like, get that. Like, okay. The amalgam player comes from a lot of stuff that I think was Patreon y yeah. where he's like, Oh, this won't matter to the story. It's behind a paywall and give it to my donators but like (laughs) it's like this note in the story it's just sort of like showing you that like the collective consciousness person i believe is just like showing you how ben can exist in this like universe kind of thing like like he's not like the people like the the entities that come to like collect people infected with the virus aren't like like unique or whatever it's showing you like humanity is so like malleable that a single person can be just like an incident an event and that reaches back to like hey you did something wrong at this time or like like have you ever hurt someone in an accident or like have you ever done something you can't take back and like 
like the trauma around that can create like a connected consciousness and that's like this like little sliver up here is sort of just like the proof of like what that is which by the way was really hard to watch because that guy moves around this like setting really loud and like boorish and it was so hard to watch oh god yeah i was i had my teeth fucking gritted the entire time like you're surrounded yeah, by notes telling time. you like hey you need to be quiet be quiet and hear you and he's just like fucking like slamming things down stuff. on the desk like yeah he like he's like he's like slamming things and throwing things and like being really rough with paper and opening books like can you calm down it's really it was really difficult to watch it's, yeah it, it was some people are not like very aware of the way that they move <laughs> their bodies in physical space and they make a lot of noise when they do it and it makes me fucking crazy and yeah. especially in this where we're supposed to buy into the fact that like oh this guy is like scared yeah. and like freaked out and like thinking about like oh like this this thing is gonna get me and he's making so much fucking noise yeah there's also this kind of like dude humor that's really like common online and stuff of like throwing stuff really hard and like knocking stuff over <laughs> like like I'll, like people will do like unboxings in this really douchebaggy <laughs> way where they'll just like chuck stuff all over the place i don't watch unboxings but like a- <laughs> i do watch a lot of unboxings i like when boxes are open <laughs> um <laughs> like feels like this part is supposed to be funny that like he's knocking stuff over and abel's doing like bit humor and we're like oh it's a first person indie horror game yeah, patrolling monsters it's like like i just like uh, i don't like watching those either <laughs> like i like indie horror but my least 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 favorite thing of all time is like the sort of like self-aware quippy indie horror shit yeah my pref let me preface this preface this preface it is that I like Abel's character. Abel, Abel's a little bit like hold, hold that, hold, a little spicy. <laughs> hold on your hands. I like I like Abel's character. I really dislike an indie horror when there's a narrator voice. It doing like quips and arcadey nonsense of telling you the rules and junk like that's bad writing they, don't do they, that. they tried to do a real Stanley Parable thing with that, didn't they? Yeah, you are not. Yeah, yeah, and like. You're not Stanley Parable. You're not going to be able to recreate that. Don't do that if you can't justify it. It's in AAA games and it's in like indie games and like if you can't work in a way that makes it make sense for your character to do that because they are bonkers, yonkers, <laughs> gone out for milk. Like just don't do it. Yeah, we don't really get enough of Abel as a as a character. I was happy when he came on because it was like, oh, yeah, haha, it was like, fun. Fun, funny little man s- said a thing. But at, at the same time, it is like we're we're still sort of in this segment, and it's like I don't forever. It, it goes on a really long time. Hey, I feel like that's like, like I feel like that's the, the twin feelings of Ben Drown is like, wow, this is really cool. This fucks. I like these. Ca- I like what's happening with this character at least, or this line he's saying. But it won't stop. <laughs> but it won't stop, and it's <laughs> badly, and, like, it won't stop, and, like, unwrites what's good about itself, like, thousand times before it <laughs> stops, and it's, like, there's this fucking part. It's, like, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long, long, long video. It's not that long, but it's, like, it's a video that <laughs> has some length to it, and it's already kind of moving slow in this weird, like, way, like, like this guy manages to capture slow motion in the fastest time segments possible (laughs) but like but like there's a part where he does like a fancy like video transition movement like dude 
I was just starting to get immersed in this, and like you're cut, you're bringing in Final Cut to oh. do like, <laughs> like when he when he does the when he does the fucking when he does the 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 cut when he opens that door and we and we see yeah. the yeah that was such a <laughs> when, when that happened yeah. I was like oh that was a, and and especially because like I was I was watching it at a little bit of extra speed. Uh, yeah, you saw that, like, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it becomes, like, egregious when you watch it with, like, a little extra oh speed God. on it. It's, like, if 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 you're not used to seeing that in, like, web horror kind of stuff, I think it's something that <laughs> it is easy to miss, but it's like, oh, you just did a tribe but, 12, oh, okay. Yeah, you did, yeah. Like, a part of me could be like, oh, yeah, the worlds are glitching and stuff, but, like, no, it's not. It's just this lifted aesthetic, because that's where he thinks you go there. It's yeah, because like, because it's just trying to get this feeling of, like, in, like, a dark indie horror game. Which, like, listen, how annoyed I am means that it works. <laughs> so, so, good job. But it still sucked to look at and hear with my ears and stuff <laughs> also okay i think there's a lot of cool things that happened with janice in the paper janus but my god that's janus sorry I, th- I think i did that a bunch janus in the paper but my god is that unpleasant to do that experience? that sucked so bad like just make it a text file so man bad. like like unless you're actually gonna have content that isn't just like someone typing <sighs> onto a piece of paper and you know what that was jonah that was doki doki literature. <laughs> I, I I don't know very. I I I know almost nothing about doki doki literature hey, club. Hey, pause, pause this podcast. Go play doki doki literature club and the DLC. <laughs> come back to this podcast. So I'm about to spoil it. Anyway, and doki doki. Do you want? Do you mind if I talk about it? Actually, uh, I mean, I like I've, I've I've seen some stuff. Like I know some of the spoilers. I know that it's like a like a spooky game where the where she okay. reads your computer files and talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> and in Doki Doki Literature Club, like glitches happen around like the writing portion of the game when you make the poems. So that's really reminiscent mm-hmm. of it, like of like the corruption that happens in there. But also in Doki Doki Literature Club, the core of what's happening is that these people are Doki Doki Literature Club is a, a educational game about how to deal with realizing you're fake in a universe. <laughs> Each layer of the game, like the people who make the game are in a game and we're experiencing the game. They've also made, and like it's implied that we're also in a game and like how to deal with the fact that for someone else that your reality is like fake, that you're fake. Yeah, like the, the, the recursive unreality thing. Yeah, and like how- It's like the ending of Taz. To prevent reality, co- yes. And how, yes, and how to prevent um, reality collapsing by sinking um, an anchor into, like, an artificial creation so the reality could be maintained and people don't freak out and dissolve, <laughs> like, existing. Which is also the plot of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny that this episode has, like, the entire thing, we've just been like, this is also like this, because, like, I, I, I feel like it's speaks to kind of the problem with yeah, these parts of the, of the of the Ben Drowned thing. Is that, like, you know, yeah. we can talk about the original Ben Drowned and be like, it, Ben Drowned is X, Y, and Z, but when we're trying to talk about Awakening, especially, like, Moon Children to some extent, but especially Awakening, it's like, oh, this is, yeah. this is like, three to seven other things that I like better. Yeah. And that, and that did this exact thing and were, and were stronger and, like, have clearly inspired this, this person to do this. Yeah, like, 
it is so John dies at the end, like <laughs> the the tone of the first like part of it, and like yeah, because he that's what his major inspiration is. But like oh, I don't like John. That's <laughs> <laughs> not fun to read. Everyone stop writing like that. <laughs> at least having like a tone match kind of thing is like yeah, you you it's can fun. be like inspired by something without totally geeking it. Where this yeah. feels like just... every single part of it feels like you can directly point to something else as, like, this is a reference point that this thing is trying to pull from. Hand on my heart. Because of how this series has used found media before, I looked up those lines thinking that they were direct lifts from something. <laughs> which which lines? The, like, the disassociation chunkets and, like, the, like, the in-between letters. Mm-mm-mm. And, like... Like, to see, oh, there's, like, one really specific, like, later paragraph in, like, the middle of that that was, like, oh, I wonder if this was directly lifted. And, like, I, I was, like, almost, like, dead certain that I was going to get John died at the end page. <laughs> so I only have, like, partial memory of that book. But, like, like I read it. Read it. Everyone read it. I haven't read it. I was thinking, oh, I was thinking, like, it might be cool to do not... For our main thing, but like if we ever had like a special thing, like if they paid me, like if they paid me money, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll if read you John Dies at the end mo- if you pay me money. Pay, pay us money <laughs> to read foundational horror books that media is created from. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the only way that I'm gonna uh, uh, reread House of Leaves at this point. Is like if someone pays me money, <laughs> yeah, really, I'll reread House of Leaves. Listen, I'm I'm reading it for endurance <laughs> if you pay me money i'll read it for pleasure <laughs> it's it's uh <laughs> thinking about like the 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 way that he draws inspiration from things it's like mm-hmm. you can see that sort of mishmash already happening mm-hmm. in the sort of earliest iterations of the ARG stuff with like the mm-hmm, mo- mm-hmm. like moon ch- like okay. all of the moon children mythology aside from the stuff that is pulled from Majora is like mm-hmm. stuff that is pulling from other major religions which is like that was one of the things yeah. that I really liked because that is such a real thing about so wrong, cults cool. and and cults in general that yeah. they all have to be like because they want to strive for sort of like mm-hmm. maximum gains and relatability and yeah. stuff, they have to be able to yeah. Pull... They just throw all the stuff on the wall, yeah, as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And there's like a little bit of like weird like online fairy vibe too, which also like everything about it rings so authentically. Like you just found this like rabbit hole of like a real ass like <laughs> group of people who think these things. It just has the same like you can smell for them like. Oh. I, I understand why he couldn't continue it for financial reasons. That makes sense. It's the fact that after he, he was able to make it work money-wise, that he ended up mm-hmm. digging so deep into the mechanics of it, that he ended up relying so, so yeah. much on audience participation yeah. and ciphers yeah. and stuff, rather than digging into, like, the thematic yeah. stuff. Oh, the ciphers are bad. That, I think... Is, is one of the foundational weaknesses of all of, of Ben Drowned. Yes, yes, and it's, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's most present in Moon Children because that is the thing that destroyed mm-hmm. Moon Children and ended that arc. But, like, in even in Awakening... Awakening is, like, built on very, like, very, like, crumbly foundations of the thing, right? Yeah, because because it has to be. It, it is built on sand. It is built on top of Moon Children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I like that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Um, like there's so much to think about, but also like so much of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, like it, it, it presents a whole bunch of ideas and themes and stuff that it just sort of like shunts to the side so that it can do like a big cool thing happened, and you were responsible for it, fellow patron yeah, on my Patreon. Like, yay! You did it. <laughs> okay, I think okay. All everything we're saying, I think Moonchild is a delight to read through, <laughs> despite all of that. It's like it's Moonchild is fun to like dig through the archives and like try to repiece everything together. There's something really nice about the flow of it, even with like external nonsense happening. Up until hubris. That uh, yeah yeah hubris, hubris is really bad. But like, hubris is a really bad hubris sub arc. Is, hubris, hubris hubris is bad, but there's something that's also still like nice about finding images and audio and stuff in a way that doesn't get recreated in Awakening. I guess this is what going there. Hubris is still very bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, Awakening loses, like, uh, there are so many points in Awakening where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, it simultaneously has the energy of, like, I don't know where the fuck this is supposed to be going, but it's also, like, <laughs> I know exactly where this is going and I don't exactly, like yeah. it. I'm watching the 9,000 same type of anime I exactly, always watch, yeah. and, like, and like it's this one is only mediocre, and I'm getting to the end, because I think the end fucks no matter what I'm watching. <laughs> I, listen, no matter how stupid it is in this series or whatever, and no matter how much, like, a million other things could have, like, ended better, the idea of this, like, entity we see is, like, a whole, I think there's a lot of stuff that's ham-fast, and I have things to say about that, actually, but, like, the idea of this god figure being, like, oh, well, I see everyone's unhappy, huh, uh, I guess I'm gonna die now, and, like, destroys, like, like, dies and, like, removes, like, existence and stuff, that fucks every time I see it. I see it a lot, because I look for it, (laughs) but, like, because, like, because the ending is, like, a happy ending, like, at, at the end, the father is, like, oh, Okay, well, I'm going to have to purge you specifically, Sarah slash deducible, because you're an anomaly. But in doing so, you are going to be protecting the lives of all of these people who are going to be able to live okay, happily in the cartridge like, forever. I think you are yeah, reading into not, it. Well, like know. You want it to end with like a sad fucked up thing where everyone okay, dies maybe, and is in purgatory okay. forever, but that's not how it ends. It ends with a, with a Christ-like save, like, save the world Okay, thing. okay. I, I didn't mean to read, like, tone-wise into what happens, <laughs> but I also think, like, f- like that's definitely what he's intending. That's definitely not what's there in text with a person who's not, like, geeked on, like, a Christian narrative within <laughs> the story. Like, if I have to explain to you that this person's Christ to fill in the blanks <laughs> there, that's not being explained well. What happens is God resets the universe, reboots it, everyone to a, like, an existence that he can't control because he's no longer there and our main character dies. Like, I don't think I don't think the father stops existing. Like like the father does not say anything about like deleting his own existence. He talks about deleting the main characters and deleting Matt. I guess I'm drawing this from like the fact that we are told multiple times that reality stops existing once like this figure has died, and they assume that reality needs to stop because the father's like avatar has been removed the avatar of like the happy mask salesman is dead but like yeah the father still exists and still has the power to like reset the game and like you know when you kill like a plot important 
NPC in in Majora, you know? Like, if, like, uh-huh. like if someone dies who is not a boss, right? You reset to the first day, and that person comes back, you know? I think that's hmm. the same logic okay. here, right? Because, like, because like when, okay. when the Happy Mask Salesman dies, the father didn't stop existing. The father is, like, somewhere nested deeper in in the... The, the fabric of the universe because it is it is not a game construct the way the happy mask salesman is the father is the computer the father is a god and like when when they make the deal when 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 he cuts the deal with circle and Jeducible and sarah he's yeah. like okay you've you've convinced me i i will let you die to save humanity uh, but they'll never remember what you what your sacrifice was for them, which is also Madoka. You know, I mean, because Madoka is yeah. also Catholicism. We were we were yeah. talking about that recently. Yeah. We, we rewatched Madoka, and we were like, "Oh, this is this is Catholicism. <laughs> this is extremely Christian." <laughs> like 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 it hit me like right, like like right away too, because like because there's a there's a scene where they're like fawning all over her because she went to like a straight up Catholic school and it was like hey I think we're in a setting where there's Catholicism dominance and like like Catholicism and 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 churches just in general feature very very like heavily yeah, yeah throughout all of of Madoka I mean it, it's 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 a and. Like all the theming is extremely Christian too. Like it's it's strange, strange anime. A bend round is strange. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I was like leaning a negative like tone to like the ending there, but like, cause like cause 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 our last shot that we see is is like the elegy statue, and then we see like the. The child Link player character standing next to it, waving goodbye to us, and that's like that's Ben. That's Ben who has escaped the elegy statue. Uh, I guess I assume that was just the like, dumb credit stuff, <laughs> to be honest. Because <laughs> th- there are dumb credits, so like, <laughs> and the credits like stop like the flow of the immersion that we are in. So is like stuff after the credits canonical? I I would say so, yeah. Because, like, people, like, yeah, okay. like, unless something is, like, framed as being, like, part of a blooper reel or something, like, it's, it's been, you know, since the, since the predominance of fucking Marvel in our culture, right? Like, like, the oh, Marvel Cinematic see, Universe, things that are after the credits are, like, taken as, like, oh, this is a part of the canon, you know? Oh, sorry, I was consuming media <laughs> with the idea that people cared about what the fuck was <laughs> happening in the flow of their story or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't think that that was necessarily Alex Hall's intention, or, like, I I wouldn't... Like, it, it, it's just that that's become, like, part of the cultural norm, is that, like, after the credits, you can still have a thing that is, like, in character. Okay, I suppose. I'll, I'll Like, I guess my, re- like, my reading of this was, like, tilted because I was, like, because you wanted it to be grim, dark, and nasty, and fucked up, which like I wish it was. Maybe. I wish this was nasty. Maybe I do. Hey, so I read the, so so like rate rate my understanding of the story then. <laughs> like me, rate it. Yeah, rate I mean, it. like I think I think for the most part it's solid. Like it, it it seems to make sense based on like my understanding, which like a lot of awakening. I, like I'm like. Like sure, that that could be right, I guess. Like yeah. it's so it's so ambiguous and strange and like 
out of left field. And, like, everything... I... I did not understand what the Heroes virus was until you started explaining. I was like, oh, that makes sense, uh, I guess. Because, like, I like, okay. I tried reading the wiki for it, too, and it's like, it's, what does it's, this the wiki's, mean? The, pro- the problem with the wiki is that it's, like, beautifully archived, <laughs> and I kept reading, like, wow, I want someone to love something I do this <laughs> much. But, like, as an outsider, nothing is explained in a way that makes you understand the yeah. story. I wish there was a page on the Heroes virus, and there's not. Yeah. Yeah, and the Heroes virus doesn't get, like, brought up, like, what it means, I think. Or, like, there might be a Patreon thing I might have missed. But, like, <laughs> it's very weird. But, like, the framing of it is just basically, like, they have labeled this behavior as a virus. And, like, God and, like, Ben and stuff come and, like, fix people's data that's got fucked up for being sad. <laughs> or whatever. Also, okay. The father is the the Ben entity, right? Like Ben, Ben the boy. Ben is a boy. Ben is a boy who lives yeah. in this game, ben is and a he's boy. a different person he's a boy. from the Bentity. The Bentity, because yes. like because yes, because true. the Ben entity, and that distinction is not made very well. Like no, but the, but it is a distinction. This is something that is that is clearly supposed to be true yes. because the Ben entity is yeah. represented by this sort of what uh this this like AI face blender kind of oh, thing. Oh oh my god, I had stuff to say. About about that but like i couldn't fit it in in a way that felt like fluid enough so for people who have no idea what the fuck i'm talking <laughs> about there's um end premieres right and it premieres and the thumbnail changes through before it like releases its video seed or whatever that it it's like has gameplay and then we see like a, a more realistic render of the lg lg of emptiness and then it renders a little more realistically, and then it renders a little more realistically, and it's tilt is turning its head until it's like looking directly at like the audience with like the most realistic render it has. Yeah. And and, and there's also like throughout Awakening, there were these sort of oh, like yeah. like you know, hyper realistic sort of like AI face blender kind of faces that are supposed to yeah. resemble the the face yeah, of the, the elegy the in a way and it, and it gets like progressively distorted or like undistorted yeah. sometimes it's like Fucked bluish up. and and that thing is Ben that that, that, that is Ben showing yeah. their face and that is yeah I'm that's Ben sure the entity that is the father that is that is the father trying yeah. to represent con- what they look like yeah it's connect yeah because the color coordination and like the jump scares does <laughs> is similar to what the father does yeah. And like and the and blue, like we get, yeah, the blue, the weird like blue dead skin kind of thing happening, like the drown skin yeah. stuff, yeah, like, like the first part of like, first part of awakening like refers to like people like using their name and getting like that name like absorbed into this thing, so that's sort of like, the connection there with like, what, God is doing to people. <laughs> God subsumes your identity into the into the into the whole into the amalgam. God, God has doxed you. <laughs> There's a part where he talks about doxing being deadly that also made me laugh. There were, there were quite a few things in Awakening oh that God. made me laugh when they were not supposed to. Listen, okay, I I don't want to like make up stuff. For this, like, I don't, I'm like, what, what's the correct wordage for this? I don't want to assume stuff about this guy's life or whatever, but, like, reading through this, Red 
in this way that was like it read very very personal in a way that was like I don't want to read this because I think you're coming from this as a, in a really in a place that I like I don't I don't know what you're saying. Like, are there are these dog whistles? <laughs> like, what am I reading right now? Like, look, look about what specifically? I don't know. Just like, like all you sheeple online <laughs> with your masks. Be- and the the worst thing about this is that we had to be in isolation. Like, people are dying of <laughs> disease in real life, and like then like try like ties it into like oh and people were like they they were so ungrateful for the paradise oh that's another thing i had to look up to see if it was for anything people were so ungrateful for their lives and lived they killed themselves because they thought it was so boring well now we're in a digital hellscape where we have all our basic needs met and universal care like (laughs) (laughs) wait okay there's also this was just, like, a single line that stood out to me as, like, a particularly, like, I don't know if, if, if Alex Hall is trying to characterize Jadis as, like, an insufferable little fuck, but the thing where he says, yeah, like, <laughs> like, my, my life was, was actually so great, like, I sampled some of the finest wine and slept with some of the finest <laughs> women, or at least I told myself that, and yet, I, I was so discontent, that's like, you, I, I, I wish you wouldn't kill yourself. <laughs> Like, okay, top top ten reasons to kill yourself, least number three, whatever's happening in that segment there. <laughs> like the like any phrase is exactly like that too, and it's like, oh, you are unfucking bearable. Like, oh, the thing that I thought actually in that moment was like, oh, this is a Johnny Truant arc. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which Johnny Truant is heavily geeked off this John isn't dead, like archetype of person. Yeah. Like it is the Fight Club. It is John isn't dead. John dies at the end. Leaves. John dies at the end. I, I can't. Yes, John dies <laughs> at the end. Sorry. Um, John dies at the end. It's House of Leaves. It's whatever the fuck I said earlier. House uh, Fight Club, which I think is particular because he's a Tyler character who plays that role really like potently, even though he's like a minor character. Yeah, and like shooting himself in the head. Yeah, it's like lifted directly and like. <laughs> I think it's really cool, the character, like, I'm kind of, like, I'm really fixated on this role that Tyler has in the story. Ben Ground is fanfiction. Yeah, it's fanfiction for every dude bro thing (laughs) you can ever fucking imagine. Yeah, it is, you don't need to watch, don't watch Pulp Club out, or whatever that thing is called, I, I, I don't know, but don't watch it. (laughs) Don't watch Pulp (laughs) Fiction. Yeah, bend round, bend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Pop club is getting me really, really good. But yeah, okay. Bend round is like Super Hulak Rise of the Brave Tangle Dragons for oh guys God. who like Fight Club. That's what that's what bend round is. Doki Doki is for straight men who think Doki Doki is too gay to play. <laughs> Oh wait, Ben Drown. Put Ben put Ben Drown wherever is appropriate. <laughs> yeah, Ben Drown is Doki Doki for for people who think that that playing a, a game like a visual novel with girls in it it makes you gay. Literally, that could have been nice, right? <laughs> like it's unfortunate that so much of it is like stupid clown bullshit because like a lot of it does it hit. Is. Like a lot of it oh, is really cool. And, like, 
It's just like... I don't hate the... I really... Okay, we talked about the mechanics of it, and I kind of really like the way the mechanics work in this game, even though it's silly. The mechanics are really cool! It's just that, like, the mechanics get in the way of the themes. Yeah, they're really cool, dude, you did it! They don't have to, but they do. Because they were mishandled. Yeah, it's just the... Ex- look, at least this is a thing people say, obviously, and it's obviously, like, hammy, whatever, and ham's not the right word. But, like, the execution was bad, but the concept is good, and a lot of people take, like a chagrin or whatever about that because like anyone can have a concept execution is skill but at the same time it's like <laughs> there's a lot of things that are like neat that are just like put together by someone who doesn't have like the right skill set like not all concepts are equal the idea yeah, of, yeah, of, of yeah. using the game mechanics of a specific video game to influence, like, a sort of cloistered digital world in, in Moon Children, right? Like, it's having hard. having it be sort of, like, under the control of, like, a game master that we can interact with and our actions as players can... It's Twitch Plays Majora. It's Twitch Plays Creepypasta, yeah. right? Oh, it, my God. It, and, it, and it is an interesting concept. Like, it is a genuinely good concept. Yeah. And it uses the material from the game in a really effective and unique way. In such a cool way. Yeah. And, like, that even happened. Like, even in Awakening, a lot of the weak parts, the strong parts, are using this, like, found media in this way still. Yeah. Also, Princess Tutu ends in this way. <laughs> I guess it's more of what I meant. As more of, like, how I should have framed the summary at the end. Like, because Princess Tutu's reality ends, but they still go on, like, living regular life. And that's, like, adult life. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, so it's, like, more it's like the fairy tale ends. Because Princess Tutu is yeah. about fairy tales. Yeah. But, like, because the sort of fundamental thing of Ben Drowned is the idea of like recursive simulated reality right like that's that's yeah. that's the core thing that lets you like buy into playing this story that you we are playing a game in which a person is playing a game we are we are watching a video about a world where this these people have been uploaded their consciousness have been uploaded digitally and maybe have always been digital and and they have been yeah. uploaded to a, a like a backup server and then this person plays something in like a deeper backup server like they 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 are going another level deeper and then they become integrated into that thing like it fucks hard like in terms of being a story about the nature of reality in terms of ontological arguments that is yeah it's a very interesting concept yeah it's like there's, like, so many things, like, we, we were bringing up a lot of media, there's, like, so much media that, like, kind of, like, hits on that yeah. without, like, the meta-contextual of, like, the video game yeah. stuff, just, like... Because, because it's like, an existential like, fear that there. is, like, that yeah. hits for a lot of people, the, like, what if yeah. I am not real? What if the reality that I live in is not real? Like, that is a philosophical question. Yeah, and, like, Plato's cave stuff, like, a lot of, like, historical, like, stuff... Oh, I guess that's, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, lead into a thought off that. Like, we were talking about, or maybe I was thinking about it, the stuff he uses, I'm not 100%, I wouldn't 100% say he knows that he's using them with intention, but, like, the baggage of, like, the collective, like, feeling of something carries it on, 
but he's aware enough that we have this collective like conscious baggage it's really interesting like the handling of amalgam and like collective uh-huh. trauma and stuff uh-huh. i feel like it feels very because it is it is presented up against solipsism right as yeah. presented by Jeducible. Jeducible mm. is is the ultimate solipsist. He he is because mm. he is the ultimate hero syndrome person. He is he's the ultimate oh he... <laughs> protagonist syndrome character. Even when he is like, you think you're you're in some silly little anime where you're going to come out the other <laughs> end and, and be victorious. Oh like he's still like being a main character, you know? Them 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 calling it he- like I think it like, I think I knew on, like, a level that I was, like, putting it together, like, the plot beats in my head, <laughs> but it, like, it being called here syndrome was like, huh, why is it called that? It's, it's infecting people with the idea that they're the protagonist in this reality. I feel like it's also a thing where it has kind of failed by its own medium in a lot of ways, because, like, if this was... If this was a movie or a video game, you know, where where we were getting, like, we were getting this in a more, like, coherent way, I feel like that would, because, like, you can do, it doesn't have to be Majora is the thing. Like, because, because, oh, yeah. the, like, the underlying themes of Majora start to be lost after the original, mm-hmm. like, Haunted Cartridge thing mm-hmm. other than like you, like the fundamental concept in in majora like 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 the thematic core of majora mm-hmm. is death and 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 loss but like that is also the core of a lot of stories yeah you can say that about anything i think another thing like that it does get carried to the end because i think this is like a metaphorical story point but like that another thing that Majora's Mask is, like, children becoming adults, and, like, like, when you're ready for, like, more adult responsibility, is it, like, the adults in your life's, like, job to grant you, like, more freedoms, even when you're not, like, you know? There's, like, a a weird thing happening with, like, the sisters, which is kind of, like, echoed throughout the story. And stuff with, like, the, uh, the guy who has been, been trapped as like a like a child form of himself and like yeah. and also like yeah. the story takes place in like an offshoot of Ocarina's timeline where Link is is still yeah. like a young man and he has lost Navi he's going in search of Navi and and it's the way that you grow apart from people or grow closer to other people as you mm-hmm. get older and like going through like emotional and physical changes that you don't understand when you reach mm-hmm. a certain age. It, it like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff sort of going on in yeah. in Majora that is about like childhood and growing up and stuff. Yeah, and, and aging and stuff. But like I, I like I feel like that doesn't actually come through very strongly within uh, I agree. It's not it's not it's not done well. But I think that's like kind of the intent it was like it it's what makes some of the stuff like rounder and softer approaching rather than just like oh this is like a weird chuddy thing that we're <laughs> experiencing with our eyes i just think it comes off that way because he's not like tone checking or something 
and like that we're supposed to be like oh this is about like real like the, the gap of realization between like young adulthood to like responsible citizen <laughs> in your nation but like oh it comes off really rough because <laughs> like i i feel like the thing that that makes me not feel like that theme is is even what he's going for is the jesus stuff right because like yeah like, there's like a lot of jesus stuff happening the whole thing with the ending, like, like, the whole ending portion is about Sarah realizing, like, I have made a mistake in, like, basically causing the end of the world because I, 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 I trusted the wrong person, I put my faith mm-hmm. in, in, in the wrong place, and now I have to, like, atone for it and I'm going to sacrifice myself and blah blah blah. That is... Yeah. It tries to sort of, like bring up this question of, like, what's the purpose of the hero's journey? What's the purpose of, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's it's bad to sort of, like, mentally cast yourself as the hero, but then, like, yeah. she still does the, like, the traditional yeah. hero thing. Yeah. And so does deducible. It undermines itself so awful. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like, even in that, in painting himself as, like, this anti-hero who gets, like, redeemed, removes a lot of, like, the, like, the baggage like not baggage but like i don't know what we're looking for removes a lot of like what we would like oh i can i know an abel figure is i know what a judas figure is <laughs> that's what this character is about okay let's go like he removes himself from the role of that story and i think removing yourself from the role of the story is cool but like this is like this is like the swelling of the orchestra in a scene that's like blandly written <laughs> like you didn't earn this like we got no build-up for this. We have no connection to this. It's just you slamming the violin. <laughs> and that sort of, the, that brings my thinking back around to the COVID issue, right? Because this started yeah. coming out, this material started coming out in, I think, March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And he had been working on this story for a long time and I and I and I, I don't think... doubt that he'd been working on yeah. specifically like the people people's brains being uploaded to yeah. the the system kind of thing but I feel like a lot of the of this the set dressing of yeah, is, COVID. yeah it is it is very obviously COVID in a way that is like strange like, genuinely just strange yeah. like I don't know if it's good or bad just generally very strange I don't okay I have lots of thoughts of that but like in one of the parts that are considered not canon, he straight up writes COVID in like one of these like like <laughs> um, startup journals, and then he like backspaces it and stuff. So like he's acknowledging that COVID exists at least in one of these timelines, and then he was like, "Uh, COVID, <laughs> upload to my channel and stuff." <laughs> and like, and like it's strange, right? Like the tone is strange. Like what he's taking away from it is strange, and it's hard to be like, is this like? Him being like, oh, this is a really annoying guy I'm fictionalizing? Or is this, like, a personal journal? Is this, like, his legitimate feelings? Like, where is this coming from? It's just very, like... Like I said, it's really hard to read, and I don't really know why. (laughs) Yeah, it it makes the Jadis stuff come off very much like... Like a diary of someone trying to, like, cope... You know... (laughs) with, With, like... And, okay, the fact that Baker came out in, like, April, Mm mid-April, that was Mm -hmm. probably, like, a month into lockdowns, and the fact that, like, this story comes out then, 
uh, it's just like like yeah it's, it's like very fucking know. weird yeah it's just okay i have like a, a thought of this i was throughout reading this i was like oh well i could write like <laughs> I, I don't know how to say this um with covid stuff and writing stuff like there's a lot of themes i like to use in my work that relate around sickness and isolation but that's because i have an immune disorder and i have conditions and diseases <laughs> and not necessarily like i'm geeking off of covid and i have a lot of stories i was like oh well i should probably hold on to this now but like whenever i finish it or whatever like a story about illness and isolation if you read it will you attach covid stuff to it but i'm not saying that's what's happening here what's happening here is i'm directly connecting it to covid <laughs> so it's just it's like just reading it was really like i don't know like like he said he like obviously he was working on this before the pandemic was announced but like i don't know like he had to have been because the timeline but like i don't know the, the other thing that made me think like oh th- yeah this could not have been a coincidence this was like a covid thing is in yeah. in bigger text when he references like the pedophile ring being uncovered and i was thinking yeah, back like yeah, yeah like the, what's the big story yeah, of 2019 jeffrey epstein you know yeah he like okay 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 yeah he definitely like he definitely intentionally like draws from real world stuff and he has from like the early patreon content between moonchild and this arc is that, I don't, did you look at that at all? I did not. I did not look at any of the Patreon stuff. Oh, okay, okay. So, he, between, like, arcs, my time might be off this, but before Awakening, at least, he had sent out his top, like, 50 donators, like, um, an arc package, right? Like, letters and stuff. And he uses, like, a bunch of clips from, like, real-world politics and, like, a redacted, like, murder-suicide and stuff and, like, things like that. And I don't know how much was constructed and how much was just found because I didn't look too hard into it. Mm-hmm. But some of them weren't constructed, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, uses, like, the 2012 stuff and all that stuff. So he's, like, from, like, Moonchild on, he does use a lot of, like, real-world things that aren't great but here it just feels different it's just i don't know how to ex- explain the way it feels it, it, it feels like particularly unsavory but also like yeah it, like why it's, it's like very unsavory like, but also like almost sympathetic in a way like yeah, it's, it's like very wow you're not dealing with this well oh my god hey it sucks to read but this was, like, a more successful type of this character than any of, like, the previous nonsense we said earlier. <laughs> like, this character at this part of the arc is a more successful, like, bag of dicks narrator with, like, something sopping and sad about them <laughs> than, like, Johnny Truett is. Than, like, whatever else and all those other fucking things. <laughs> like, so, that's cool, I guess. I don't know if that was intentional, though. Like, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was intentional. Like, that's, that's the problem with, with, with so many creepypastas. It's like, yeah. you read it and you're like, oh, like, this is this is a really interesting, like, just nasty, dumb, piece of shit loser. And, it, and, and, and then you look at, like, <laughs> the person's like... social media and they are, like, a dumb loser. Like... <laughs> that's like, 
oh, that's, that's, that's just you. <laughs> it's like, oh, you thought this guy was, like, cool and sympathetic and relatable. Oh, no. Like, oh, uh. <laughs> and it's so hard because there's, like, parts of it where it's, like, he knows he's writing about himself. So, like, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And, like... That's that's the other thing about that's the other thing about solipsism is that everybody in the world is is a different version of Jadis. Yeah, yeah, like, like literally, literally, that is like to understand this is all the same character, <laughs> and we are just like, op- we just, and we are meaningless NPCs who are operating him through like timeline stuff, <laughs> and like. And that he, he is also inherently the NPC because we are operating him. And, like, it's... Oh, my God! <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. This, this is, it's really cool, but it's also really stupid. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what's also really cool and really stupid? What? Homestead. <laughs> and, like, there's a really similar... There's a really similar thing that happens with Hussey in here, too. <laughs> and I felt, like, really, like, a hard... Like, I bring, uh, you can bring up Homestuck for anything, but I felt really like this was like, if Homestuck ended with us just having to beat the crap out of Hussey, or like, Hussey apologizing, and John like, absorbing him into the Matrix to free the story, whatever the fuck, like, like, these stories can stand side by side in a lot of ways, and I don't think a lot of Homestuck-esque media can. (laughs) And, like, I don't think that was intentional. I just think we draw from, like, a very similar, like, pool of inspiration. Yeah, I I think we were talking in the last episode about how similar Ben Drowned and and Homestuck are. And, like, the later stuff is very, like, it, it, it has the same sort of relationship to authorial voice mm-hmm. and, and, like narrator intent and stuff that homestuck does which is like one of the Mm -hmm. things like they're okay it is it is is intermission it is act six it is candy and (laughs) like that is the ben drown (laughs) anyone who is listening to this and has not does not listen to range touches homestuck made this world that is a very very interesting very very solid podcast it was one of the things that made me want to do a podcast like a discussion podcast about media stuff because it's it's a very very cool like they they are definitely more educated about stuff than we are we are a couple of idiots (laughs) they are both like game studies scholars go listen to them they're (gasps) very very interesting it'd be cool cool to get a degree in papers (laughs) and stuff one of these days (laughs) I think, okay, speaking of us being clowns and fools and stuff, <laughs> during this, okay, you, I was telling you I was, like, having trouble with the summary, and you mentioned, like, oh, it's like a book report, and I was like, oh, god, fuck, I think I might have been really bad at book reports, too. <laughs> <laughs> I realized, like, I, <laughs> I kind of, like, have, like, a skill deficit, so it was kind of exciting to, like, assemble it in a way that was like, oh, I am learning research skills, <laughs> thank you, Ben Drown. I... I, I I joked with Michael a little bit last night when you were, like, freaking, like, you were like, okay, well, I've gotten the first part of it down to two minutes. I was like, why am I having to explain to Wednesday what a summary is? 
<laughs> but like you got it you figured it out i thought your summary Thank was very you. good <laughs> it's just like Thank you. <laughs> like because i because I, I i i was english and linguistics i had to write a lot of papers i had to write a lot of summaries of like source articles and stuff that i read so it's like it, it is intuitive for me to be like yeah write a yeah. summary you know <laughs> <laughs> listen i think uh i think like on the spectrum of academic papers i'm like uh, whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the opposite of, of a paper is. <laughs> I am I am a pop quiz person. I am a test person. <laughs> oh, the other thing that I that I I wanted us to bring up is game jackers, right? Oh, 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 oh my god, oh my god. This was before the term game jacker was even used, right? At least, like, used widely. Yeah, used widely. Because he doesn't, like, have the language to describe what's happening to his game very well. And people were like, people are running. People people were just jumping into it and being like, well, here's the lore that I want to be in it. Like, (laughs) like, hey, what the what are you doing? And, like, now we have more established... Because, like, when when was the first, like, ARG kind of stuff? Like, in, like, 03, 06, something like that? Yeah, so, like, something that, like that. Around that, that period of, of, of oh. the 2000s. Like... And, like, yeah. And, like, the difference between, like, ARGs that end up in the same similar, like, limp way and ARGs are, like the more involved structure game with a game master who's not gonna let you like fuck about and 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 like the earlier ARGs were usually managed by like they were managed very strictly at least as far as the audience input goes like with a more traditional input output structure like a cypher game versus something like Ben Drowned the gameplay is much more ambiguous and there are significantly more options for players at every part of the story where, like, by the very nature mm-hmm. of Ben Drowned, by having audience participation like, like, so yeah. loosey-goosey and, like, involved, it made it so much easier mm-hmm. for people to just jump in and do what the fuck ever they wanted. Yeah, and this is where, like, his kind of, like, I don't think he's in it to make fat cash, but, like, he's kind of, like, mindset around like business structures of like how things should go because i've learned it that it should go this way it's like he leaves his story open to people to like inhabit it basically like because he is not treating it like the core of what he's building of like he's the admin he's the moderator he needs to have his hands on this ball at all times because he treats it as sort of like a like a like a seed to an IP that he wants to grow with mainstream means. Like it's a platform. He leaves, yeah, like he treats it like a platform, and he leaves it, and it gets like, uh, yeah, like that's what happens. Like <laughs> this isn't a platform, guy. This is a story that you have to like be on top of the entire time. The moment you leave, people are going to start doing sex <laughs> in the role play group. <laughs> like you gotta be there. Yeah, and like if. If that is the kind of experience that someone is intending to create with their story, I think there are ways that you can pull off, like, a democratized, like, ARG type of of story. It's not something that I don't think I would necessarily be 
interested in participating or or or, or reading, but I think that could be an interesting yeah. experiment to do with like an ARG format. But I that was absolutely not what Alex Hall was intending. No. No, it was not. I feel like there are a lot of like things that are out right now that you could draw inspiration from to create like a democratized sort of like voting system, but that has to be the core of your story. Like your story has to thrum that concept or it's just going to be like weird it's gonna be like hard for you to like keep that going and keep your story going and like the the mechanics are gonna like split apart as people get rowdy yeah and 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 that's why you know people don't do it that way because most people who want to make an arg have a story in mind that they want Mm -hmm. to tell well let me be more specific most people who are serious about making an ARG, because there are a lot of bad and stupid ARGs out there that are just, like, to the art clones, they have no story, or they're just, like, people, like, role-playing or doing writing exercises and saying, like, hey, guys, this is my ARG, because they have some, like, ciphers attached to it. But I, I mean, like, specifically ARGs with a function and purpose, which Ben Drowned is ostensibly one of. And the mechanics support that story because they're a part of the story. Yeah, and 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 players are invited to participate in that story as like part of the of the game aspect, like 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 a gamified story that you like. Yeah, it is. It it, it inherently has to be responsive, but it doesn't have to belong to them. Yeah, like what makes an arc successful is that it cannot be told in a different medium period like yeah. it exists solely to be an arg and and that's the thing about moon children moon children especially like the first arc of it the the, the like everything on the you shouldn't have done that is that what it's called yeah you should not have done that dot net yeah 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 you should you, not have done yeah. that dot net yeah you should not have done that everything on you should not have done that could not exist in any other medium because it was reliant on player inputs that is the thing that, that ends up off. yeah and that like that could have, if if it ended up coming together more strongly, if if the sort of like mm-hmm. impetus was there, because like because the thing is about something like like hubris, mm-hmm. hubris is not really a game. Hubris no, is a like, series of ciphers that people solved. Hubris, hubris is him hyping up something that didn't happen. <laughs> hubris was interactive in the way like you can have a book full of puzzles that you can solve yeah and that is the same exact way that you would interact with something like the hubris arc versus moon children different vibe moon children could not exist as a book or a movie you know what was the most fun about moonchild to me as someone who's not not playing the game was that um like going back through and seeing like the state of the site like like trying to figure out what happened without like reading anything ahead of time and like flicking through and like picking up the pieces and that kind of like archaeology is really cool that he also undermines throughout the later stuff like intentionally (laughs) yeah like he deleted the site without letting it be like fully archived like that's like if your store like like so that makes me feel like the like like the suicide thing is like a like a major thing he wanted to land but was too like skittish about because like what else could that represent within the story other than being like a weird douche <laughs> just like but, like we didn't give anyone the heads up. I mean, the, like the thing is that like 
writing a story, especially like an internet story about suicide and cults is like dark and edgy. And like the fact that he was able to represent an internet cult so well. Yeah, it was really cool. Either like it, 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 it seems likely that it was either like inspired or like loosely based on something that that Alex Hall had like interacted well, with. Like, yeah, the Happy Cube Farm. I don't know what Happy Cube Farm is. You you mentioned that earlier. It's a part of an ARG that involved a forum. Oh, fuck. What is it? Seed ARG. Trailhead. It's like one of the early analogy horror forefather kind of stories. Wyoming it's Incident? Not- yes! It is, it is the forum part of the Wyoming Incident. <laughs> and, like, the thing with it is people who kill people as a forum for serial killers Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, like, it gets taken down, and, like, the part of it is, like, going through it, and, like, that's what I think he's trying to capture yeah. here, but he's also doing it as, like, a suicide cult, new-agey star child thing. Yeah. Which, like, that is, like, that's what I meant. Like, like, that, like, the depiction of that feels very genuine. Like, this is, like, if, if you didn't know this was linked to a Majora's Mask thing, you could be, like... Like, oh, this is, yeah, this is just a bunch of weird star child people who are, who are congregating <laughs> yeah, and talking about like killing that. themselves. But, it but, is like, so perfect. But it's also, like, like, on the one hand, this feels like a genuine, like, internet experience that this person had. Like, having some kind of brush as a young person with extreme suicide propaganda, which is what the Luna worshippers are. They're just, like, suicide propagandists who have sort of a mystical aesthetic. But on the other hand, it feels, with the way that it is sort of, like, dropped, th- thrown dirt over it, dirt and leaves, and just cover <laughs> it the fuck up, it feels he, like he got, it was something that, oh that he was not willing to handle, the act, like, handle actually using as, like, a heavier part of the story. Oh my god. I think, oh my god, like, the feeling that he had in his childhood stumbled on something about that and is trying to recreate it and then was like oh well i've got that out of my system (laughs) don't don't need to look at this anymore (laughs) that feels true for like the entire series it's like that it's just like purges yeah lots of his like in between hiatus like diary stuff comes up like literally like line within (laughs) awakening in this way It, it feels very like this is a really, really, really personal story, but it's also, like, a story not about anything that... Ugh, I don't want to say not real. It doesn't feel like it's connected to any kind of, like, thing... Oh, I, don't, I don't know how to, like, word the thing I'm saying in a way that's appropriate. Like, it feels like it's a personal story about, like, hard-to-grasp feelings about something that didn't personally affect him in really tragic ways. It, I mean, it's it's the same, we were talking about Homestuck earlier. That is the yeah. same fundamental thing that Homestuck is doing for a lot of it. It is, like, in a lot of ways, a diary of, of Hussey's understanding of how the internet works and how they have interacted with people on the internet. Literally, yeah, same stories. <laughs> During, during like, going through stuff, I was like, I knew there was a lot of fuck-all happening in Ben Drown, but, like, during, I was like, oh, God, I wish we had, like, like, if I went back in time and it was the only thing I did, wait, if I went back in time and it was, like, and I'd start, like, 
doing a let's like watching a let's play I go through all the stuff I have like a, a, a more understanding of the story but this is also a timeline where Elden Ring doesn't exist. <laughs> oh yeah, we were joking about like like oh yeah, like we 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 would have done more research into this, but like Elden Ring dropped and we were watching people stream Elden Ring. <laughs> Otherwise like you would have started reading up on Ben Drowned weeks ago yeah, and I also it. probably would have. But like I was both like, like oh, watching oh. Elden Ring. <laughs> Also, we have officially dated the episode to the time around when Elden Ring came out, so sorry for spoiling the magic, everybody. We just, are we we not mortal? Are we we not subjected to the same sort of whims? (laughs) Listen, where were you when Elden Ring came out? What were you doing? Were you researching Ben Drowned? No, you're playing, watching Elden Ring or whatever. Yeah, you're playing it or watching it. If you're playing it, how how dare you judge us, money bags? <laughs> Donate to our Patreon or whatever now. <laughs> I I don't. Maybe by this point in the show, we'll have a Patreon if people are interested in paying us money for maybe things. A coffee. And coffee has better functions these days. It's less ugly to look at. I don't well, like using whatever using coffee because it because it shows your personal uh, information. Oh, that's true. We can be, like, a nanny or whatever me <laughs> thing on Patreon. You know, maybe we'll have something. Maybe we won't. Yeah. You just find our addresses and mail them money. Don't do that. Uh, don't, don't find my address. <laughs> don't, don't do those things I say. <laughs> don't listen to me. That's, like, that's like one of the big things with this, this whole project that, like, I'm legitimately worried about. It's like, oh, like, because I say a lot of things very robustly and loudly <laughs> and, like, so I'll, I'll just say what the fuck ever and i'm like oh what if someone gets like really mad and boxes me <laughs> hey i wouldn't like that i wouldn't enjoy being doxed. No, you you would be consumed by the omni mind <laughs> if you got doxed jonah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, uh bentity would come and eat me which would be cool for the first part of that but then it'd be not cool <laughs> later i think by cool, uh, by uh, what definition of cool are we talking here? Oh, you know. <laughs> hey guys, so this is the end of the episode where I normally do my outro spiel, but today is a little bit different because this is officially the end of season one of the Creepy Pasta Book Club. This is kind of an arbitrary marker, but we're doing this for a couple reasons. One is that I just moved to Australia, and we wanted to have a little bit of a break in the schedule of editing and putting everything together while all of that is happening. And so before season two starts, there's going to be a short break of several weeks until our next upload. The second reason why we wanted to make this change is because we are changing up our format a little bit. Wednesday and I have been really excited for this for a while, so season two is going to be focused on primarily long-form content that we are going to divide up into multiple episodes of coverage, more similar to the way like a real-life book club works. We wanted to thank you for all the positivity and excitement that the Creepypasta Book Club has gotten. We've had a lot of fun making these early episodes and talking about this stuff with you guys, and we really look forward to our next season of that. And we make a lot of jokes about Patreon and giving us money, 
But what we really appreciate is people spreading the word. You know, post about us on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Discord. Fuck it, Facebook, even. Recommend this to people. We want to start discussion, we want to reach people. And the best way to do that is with y'all's testimonials. Thank you again to everyone who has reached out to us, to all our friends who type our dumbasses up, to all of our guest co-hosts who are some of my favorite people to be around. And, most importantly from me, thank you Wednesday for being my best friend and agreeing to do this stupid podcast with me. I think that about wraps up everything I need to say to finish off this season. Tune in next time when we are going to be discussing the first three chapters of Pen Pal. Thank you, and good night.